two days left towards the next NBA season. And as we said before, Kevin Durant effectively ruined the NBA <laughs> for upwards of three to four years. But the writers in the room, the NBA writers are trying to turn it around. They're trying to write themselves out of this hole. Brought in Aaron Sorkin. They brought in Aaron Sorkin. They brought, <laughs> they brought all the fire screenwriters. Like, Listen, how are we going to put this together? We got to, you know. Welcome to the parlor, listeners. This is Two in a Bottle. I'm Brandon Harrison, chilling with my co-captain, co-pilot, and co-standard kneeler, protester, DJ Dollars. DJ, you're here. How are you doing? I'm here, sitting on the couch. Oh, you're sitting. Is that protocol? I don't know. A parlor chair. No, a parlor chair <laughs> with like you know the chair with the studs on the on the hands and the, the, the leather, leather, plush, plush leather. Yeah, it's protocol here. Yeah, understood. Understood. We try to maintain protocol. We try to respect our First Amendment rights. First Amendment rights, which means standing, sitting, slash kneeling, slash doing whatever you feel is the right to make your voice be heard in this country. So, I like to say, on behalf of everybody who I guess attempted to watch NFL football, which I did not. I didn't either for a number of reasons. One of which is not boycotting. That's not why I watched it. I'm doing the passive boycott. The 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 ambivalent boycott? Which is, I, I don't care. Yeah, and my Giants are 0-3. DJ's, Offensive line isn't looking good. Can I tell you how much I don't care? Okay. Are you able to quantify it? Yes. Okay. Okay, so there is one Brandon, right? I'm quantifying right now. Oh, yeah. Who is an degenerate gambler. Sorry, yeah. De- just degenerate. This is how much I don't care about football. I will willingly put up my own money to play games and just not watch any. <laughs> just, I just don't care. Like, would you just look at the numbers? Like, all right, okay, whatever. It happens. That's that's given uh, NFL football a second life, or at least a second a second breath of it's air. It's given a lot of sports like a, yeah. a just a windfall, just right. because of just more just of just extra billion attention. dollars. Here you yeah. go. <laughs> His attention, but they can't even have that. Like, I, my attention is just not worthy of being spent just watching. Like, it's just the like jokes aside, the product I feel is declining. Yeah, I think it's part of a, a, a an eventual long decline of the quality of the sport. Just because if you look at it nowadays, even in Pop Warner, the numbers of players are. Tremendously lower, so you'll get lesser quality talent, less parity, or or even maybe in a reverse sense, more parity, just because all of the teams are generally mediocre. Right? DJ, you play Pop Warner? No, nah, I didn't. I played. Uh, well, I guess I, yeah, I did actually. Yeah. The mom was like, nah. I'm to seventh grade. So moms appreciate you because you know I don't have CTA. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, apparently you can get it very early. I'm 27 years old, so they opened up. You know, noted murderer, <laughs> murderer, gangbanger, slash just, I mean, great future movie. <laughs> Aaron Hernandez's brain, and apparently had the worst. Well, yeah, like stage three or four, stage three CT. Being stage four being the, I guess, penultimate before you die stage. Yeah, it's like you just explode. the worst, the worst stage. <laughs> Someone this young, who had only played what was it, three years of professional football. Something along the lines of that. So primarily, yeah, four, yeah. primarily his entire football playing years were as a collegiate high school and maybe Pop Warner mm-hmm. had this terrible case of CTE, which people joke about OJ and what happened to him. But Juice ran for two thousand yards, <laughs> so with one bar, right? With, his, with his, one bar over his, his face, his <laughs> <laughs> right? So you can't tell me that. The mental state of these people is not being affected. Like when I think about that, as much as everyone talks about, that's how powerful the NFL is. Everyone talks about the most devastating legal case in history, race, drama, the '90s, everything. But it's like, Dad, CTE was in that. No, it definitely probably played a part. But we have, but I would caution viewing that as causality. Oh, we can't do that? No. Nah, That's the wild record. Correlation. And, and disrespectful to the whole situation. No, nah, because I think uh, he still did it. You know, you still have personal responsibility for, for wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. 
Oh, he didn't. Oh, allegedly. <laughs> if if he this did. is a, this is a free if, man. My bad. If, if he did, but, but yeah, you're still responsible for your actions, as is Aaron Hernandez. But when you see something affecting someone at that young of an age, mm-hmm. and you know that the beginnings of this could have started at what eight, nine. Well, it's it's, it's from repeated uh, exactly head the, head collision. The build up of just getting your your from, head from your brain around. just. Just bouncing being, around, just being a you know school. goldfish bowl shaking around, right? And it's it's crazy, and it makes the NFL sort of just, you look at it and you're like, Ooh, like, Ooh, um, yeah. I mean, it's definitely just reason been a, of many. It's definitely been a, a combination of practically all very negative, very large stories over the past what three, four, five years with the right. NFL. So you have concussions, you have concussions, you have, you have wild just domestic domestic violence. violence. <laughs> Which is more admonished than the concussions in CTE. All right. You have um, this widely despised uh, commissioner. You have arbitrary dr- draconian justice. rules and this feeling of um, just chattel use of these players. It's just it's, it's distasteful. And now, I guess over the past year and a half, because... I don't know about the NFL and the way that they structure people's entertainment, but considering all the dramas starting to feel like seasons, like I would love this to be serialized in the future when NFL is gone and you know just defunct, <laughs> when they make the uh, just retrospective historical drama <laughs> about the end of the NFL, and it's like the first two years you got you know the Deflate Gates like an overarching <laughs> saga arc. Last year you began the arc of Kong Kaepernick. Minor story. It grew. It rolled like a and, and then snowball. it just started to yeah. roll and roll and roll. He ends up not playing, and it rolls further. You could have thought it'd be like, oh well, you know, he got blackballed or whatever. And something as seemingly insignificant at the time uh, continued into the next season. And I, you know, I blame Trump, not necessarily because of anything he did before football started this year, because then he, of course, had to put his hand. In mouth as per usual right but just his the vitriol spilled into reactionism from you know the liberal side from african-americans and the nfl ownership nfl ownership <laughs> being tepid around him and it, you now just have another frothing issue at the nfl's feet and of course you know trump had to you know, step his foot in there just turn it up to the next level because last week was definitely i guess the peak of uh, Negate. <laughs> Negate. What, was, what do they call it? Stand or Neil? Oh, oh, it has a hashtag? I believe so. I think I saw a number from Definitely, you know, I'm with Cat. Is, is, is there like an Andy Cohen after show where people talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> like, so Stand or Neil was suffering this past week. Yeah, and it's been branded. And honestly, the, the ethos of it has obviously been uh, uh, spread around to the point where it does, it's not even really representative of what Colin Kaepernick was originally needing for in the it's first so place. It's so weird that the, that police brutality, African Americans being subjugated, boom, that's our initial issue, right? And now it's just he was pretty clear about that. Like, now it's just like a proxy war. <laughs> now that's been rolled into a show of unity, I guess, among the NFL community against. Um, Black people? <laughs> no, no, against um, the president and being told what to do. Right. Yeah, because they they they've locked their arms. The owners and the players, at at, at very least, from a lot of these teams, have stood there over the past uh, Sunday and Monday and locked their arms with the players as a show of defiance to the president and in a in the sense of uh, just free speech, sort free of. speech type of thing, but. For for that component of it, especially the the at least to me the BS arm locking and all that, like what is that supposed to mean? Like, are you guys in support of Colin Kaepernick? Because if so, I mean, it definitely gives a nice uh, cover of what the situation really was about. They took it and branded it. It's basically. like oh, free speech. We're the NFL. We're standing together because we're about free speech, and the president can't tell our players and our organization what to do. We can't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's weird seeing all these people sort of come together to participate in this thing when you have people that you know were not standing for what the real issue was initially 
and it's getting co-opted and it's feeling weird. Like the whole, you seen the Ray Lewis meme? I, I saw, yeah, I don't even know why he's on both knees. I don't, I don't even understand. <laughs> I don't know why his shirt wasn't tucked in. I don't know. I'm just confused by that whole image. But uh, unless you have more on that, I really well, no, it was just sort of funny. Like the meme was just uh, when you, it's it's a blend of the Mr. Krabs meme. And he's like, <laughs> when you thought you was gonna pray, you can divide to a protest, and it's like, oh no, I'm bewildered. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny, but aside from that, uh, the most cynical of all of them was at this Cowboys game, where your guy friend of the pot, friend of. Uh, Oh, the, the, the I'm not even gonna lie. He's invited. Oldest, oldest living savage. <laughs> He's invited. I'm not gonna flex. I like, no. Oh, not oldest living savage. It's probably as savage as older than Jerry Jones, but he's up there though. Definitely. I mean, he's he's there. He said they 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 knew it was gonna be a photo op that doesn't have audio, and he and the majority, I guess, of the of the roster, the players, locked their arms in solidarity for this photo op. You see pictures of Jerry Jones looking at the camera with like this smug kind of like, <laughs> yeah, nigga, like this type of smile. And and I saw it scrolling through social media, what have you. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I still didn't really fuck with them standing instead of uh, doing the kneel and, and, and because of the significance that that had. Right. I'm like, okay, maybe they're doing something. I come to find out they did that shit. Before the, the before the <laughs> the Star Spangled Banner, just for the pictures, though. Basically, just for the photo op. But this is when and they went, yeah. remember that they took a kneel for the photo op because he Jerry kneeled with the did he? Yeah. Oh, you're right. I think they did. I think he yeah. did kneel for the photo op, and then maybe he stood for the anthem. But it was it was still just convoluted and just overly cynical and overly and just and produced moment produced. Way too workshops. They're thinking about it way too much instead of for the, for the issue on the PR team was hot all week. Like, listen, Jerry. Well, they <laughs> more or less they were probably like, yo. What are we gonna do? You know, what are we gonna do? When you have these large organizations, they have to worry about all the steps that they make, how they look, and when you give basically this ambiguous signal to people, it's like it, it, it loses its it, it loses its significance. I don't know what what these people are really standing on. And it's kind of washing, or damn, it, I guess you could say whitewashing over what, what Colin Kaepernick was trying to do in the first because place. Because there's a lot of different cross narratives happening now between the NFL and people talking about America and people actually about the initial protests about black people, like sort of the Michael Bennett's and I, the guy who, who originally kneeled with Kaepernick. Yeah, I forgot his name. Yeah, but he wrote an op ed and things like that. Yeah, in the Times. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. And then you have like my man's, what's the, the guard for the Steelers? Villanueva, uh, yeah. right? So the Steelers and Mike Tomlin, black coach, like, listen, I can't, you know, be out here look like a sucker. So he decides that he's going to leave the entirety of the team in the locker room mm-hmm. for the anthem, which I guess the Seahawks and another team did as well. They just didn't come out. Yeah, they didn't come out for the anthem. Yeah. So I guess Villanueva just could not stand with this. Well, he had been in the military and right. his convictions were strong. Right. However, so so yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying to shit on him. Right. But he decided to come out. And it and it's becoming like a thing where like the pro I guess pro Trump side I don't know what to call that side yeah it doesn't because it's, it's it, there's no real argument to be had I don't it's just like these weird proxy battles that people are joining up on or people just not not agreeing yeah which is okay but y'all it's either you down with the First Amendment or not there are things I don't agree with but you should be allowed to say there's a there's a definitely do. a conflation excuse me between. The flag being this like infallible monument of like a bastion. It's like this is the flag, all right. All right. Even it's, even uh, even if you got stomped in the head <laughs> by the cops, the cops don't stand for the flag. So we're gonna, and, then, and then people are like, well, you know, when the flag was made, niggas was still slaves. So man, this is so some some uh, propaganda. Shit, so it's but. definitely just like this propagandist thing that has existed uh, since the beginning, but. In American culture, people have just, and when I say people, I mean primarily white people. I'm not even gonna like beat around the bush. There's this mm-hmm. feeling about the flag, which I wish I could understand. And not gonna have a flex like America ain't cool. Like America just does some dope stuff. America, America's lit. America is lit. But maybe was it lit and now it's not, or is was striving to be lit. And now when you have someone who I guess represents what the flag isn't, according to all these people. <laughs> And he's become the representation of what America is. 
it's funny that people still can't separate this ideal, which is these things that you should be, you know, striving for from the idea of America. Like, you know, you can't have all these things while criticizing America, what it is now. So this guy, who you know, he's a veteran, is just this symbol now. Wrongly so. And especially because they're trying to like market him as like, oh, he's Latin. That's fire. He's like, <laughs> and he's really like not really Latin. He's actually like from Spain. Like, <laughs> so it's just weird all the social politics that are coming into this. And it, it sucks, really. Yeah. Um, and I did want to add this extra bit of color to it and just add to the overall cynicism of uh, the NFL and how we market and indoctrinate nationalism and patriotism or what have you. I guess for, for some type of good effect as well. I mean, as you all know, we at least are asked to pledge allegiance in classrooms and shit. Um, I think up until 2008, NFL team or 2009, NFL teams didn't even come out to for the singing oh, really? of the Star Spangled Banner. The research has been done. I read a bit about the situation. So... And and realistically, you wouldn't even really notice until they make until they make a dramatic change like that, right? You'd be like, "Oh, okay." So they they wouldn't even come out for whatever reason, maybe because they needed more time to prepare, maybe because whatever. The NFL did that only for optics, only for, for the furthering of what they furthering do with the military. This, the, yeah, it's this this BS uh, 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 the shield combination of of. The NFL and, and militarism in the U.S. military. Like, to me, you they try to flex like it's the same. This shit is nothing alike to me. It's really not. You're playing a sport and these other people are killing people on the behalf of a country. Right? Like, that's really what the military does. And that's what's wrong with NFL in general is that they they their identity is steeped in this weird nationalist moralism. Like Suppo- supposedly. You know, but well, they put out over there. the years of, as have how they marketed it, which is which is perfectly fine. But let's not act like this was some long-standing thing or was a, of of some some utter importance to the NFL. The NFL has been co-opting a bunch of militaristic things, or was honoring um, uh, flying jets over flying jets <laughs> over fields, and the U.S. government pays them for these for Bread. these things. They wear the what camouflage garb. Like yes. during what Veterans Week or something like that, right? So they they they've gotten in bed with this. So I guess they feel like, it just gets conflated into the stew you're talking about. So all of this confusion um, instead of actually people just talking past each other when they just have a particular viewpoint instead of just understanding that what what Kaepernick was doing in the first place. Like, like I don't really see many of the people that have, is, have issues with it. Uh, Speaking to the effect of what he was uh, trying to draw attention to, like like they don't really have any solutions. The, the thing is that they not even that they don't have solutions, but no one ever actually talked about it. Still, it's just like all right, the people that understood it talked about it, but right, the people that had an issue with Kaepernick doing like, it, he's kneeling, he's not respecting the flag. It's like, wait a minute, what about police brutality? You're not respecting the flag. It's like, right. Can we talk about that thing? I want no. Right, and that's the issue with it to me. Um, it's been blown up by our president because his words have power. And I mean, Colin Kaepernick is a son of a bitch. You know? I mean, everybody that doesn't does it are sons of and bitches. And they have to get out of here. I told I, I was telling my <laughs> homies, man, like we have to really appreciate how disrespectful of a term that is. Like you're a son of a exactly. bitch. Exactly. <laughs> like damn. But of course, Trump just lets it, lets it fly like it ain't shit. Right. And, and you know, you know like, you're the president cool. of the United States. You're, I guess, at a. A concert. I don't even call it like a rally. Not a rally. <laughs> like a these white power rally. He's freaking rally and he's like just throwing out like bars for people like, you know what? Waiting this shit. Crowd is, oh, what he's going to say? Anticipation. Get these sons of bitches out here. Oh, oh, was like, it's oh just, the latest hit. It's just trashy and ridiculous. That's when he's at his full power, man. Um, I read a pretty good write up from Ezra Klein at Vox. Um, Shout out Ezra Klein. And I think. <laughs> He basically shit on Trump's base without really, without really Keeping knowing. It clean. It. Yep. No, no, it wasn't even. Okay. Like, it was. It was. He ba- he was saying, "Oh, Trump is a. He's really just a base voter that happened to become <laughs> president. Like he's one of his base voters that happened to become right. president. He's not. He's a leader of them because he speaks on their behalf, but he doesn't really lead them in any type of progressive. Uh, in any direction. In any direction, <laughs> right? They just all yell." 
So he was saying, yeah, they all have these, you know, nationalistic views, uh, xenophobic, racist to some degree for the most part, um, white, um, want to build a wall, right? And all these things and a lot of rhetoric involved. But when it comes to know-how or, okay, how are we going to get this done? These things are so disparate and difficult to actually turn into policy that it's never really going to happen. Or if it were, it would be so anathema to the rest of the majority of the country that there would be large consequences or and most like most most likely anyway Trump will be out of office at some point, right? Right. So when when you look at Trump, he's really just like he's really the epitome of an old white man that watches way too much Fox News. Like realistically. And then you see you see the you see the replication of that all the time, right? Where they, they always do these things where they do the timestamps. If you be on Twitter oh, what, or whatever, what was on Fox? Yeah, it was like what what was on Fox and Friends at seven fifteen in the morning. Then he'll send a tweet out at seven thirty eight in the morning, of like talking about the same subject matter because he's just literally watching the shit. It's like, yeah, I'm mad about that. Oh, these my these people are kneeling. They're deep, they're disrespecting the flag. Like that's literally just is just and then all right down on it like the next day because it could have been like you know another Trump shit tweet. But then oh, I'm gonna go in a rally and then. It's just all rhetoric, son. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's all rhetoric. Like we have just a completely rhetorical pre- president without, like, like it, it doesn't really have any means. We just have somebody that just complains about shit all the time. You know what? Can I do something for us and our listeners? Can we move to America's game? America's real game. America's real game. A game of blue America, all right? <laughs> and red America yeah, in the cornfields. It's big in Texas. In Indiana. In North Carolina. North Carolina. Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, it's America's exactly. What you mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The red and the blue, we come together. Yeah, Florida's more of a deep south type of sport. Anyway. Yeah, Fo- I said Florida football. Yeah, definitely football, like upper Midwest. You know, wheat pushing that <laughs> tractor. Right. Sun six eight. Toby. Oh, never mind. I'm leaving the joke. <laughs> yeah. The real sport of our country, NBA basketball. Amen. It's coming. There's a countdown. Twenty two days left towards the next NBA season. And as we said before, Kevin Durant effectively ruined the NBA <laughs> for upwards of three to four years. But the writers in the room, the NBA writers are trying to turn it around. They're trying to write themselves out of this hole. Brought in Aaron Sorkin. They brought in Aaron Sorkin. They brought, <laughs> they brought in all the fire screen writers. Like, listen, how are we going to put this together? We got to, you know, write this. So what's, home, what's homie from Empire? We got some Empire in there too. What, Lee Daniels? Yeah, he's <laughs> mad soapy and ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Lee Daniels, Shonda Rhimes, Mad Log Monologue. <laughs> Wrote that Kyrie interview. Just like, so you know, I mean, you know, Kyrie, uh, LeBron doesn't want me, but uh, just ridiculous. Just <laughs> monologue speech. But the writers have managed to pull together an absurd offseason. An offseason I like to say is akin to a franchise mode run amok. It's just you simulated it, and then yeah. two main things happen, and it's like, how did this yeah. happen in one? Like, it's like when you get a, at least from my recollection, when you go in a couple seasons on two K or whatever, then like mad random trades happen as you start <laughs> like, playing through the they, season. Like, how the fuck did James Harden end up on the Grizzlies? Like, <laughs> just, just dropping it, just forty eight points a game. Like, what? what? Yeah. Why contract dispute in two years? I, like, it's a randomly on. generated thing. Like, just, oh. you, you gotta fix this random generator. Just <laughs> tone down the randomness. But hey, maybe they hired writers from 2K. They're like, you know, we gotta bring you guys in. It's getting the realism is getting really close. So, you know, we feel like you can provide that product to us in real life. Amen. You got Paul George of the Thunder. Whoa, major trade. Oh. Crazy. Kyrie Irving, ridiculous saga to the Celtics, which that's what put it over the top for me because I couldn't see that happening in like reality. Like, oh, okay. Like <laughs> y'all just play each other and now everyone who was involved with that is on the opposite team and right. it's weird and you're going to see each other in Eastern Conference Finals. And Gordon Hayward, you know, I don't know, has a, a beard. Just like, <laughs> I'm white and I made it to the Celtics. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> Reach my pinnacle. I mean, exactly. Like, I was in Utah. Uh, you know, that's that's good. That was like that's good. second place. That's good. But this is where I need to be. My, like, he, you know, rise in Boston and his wings sprout. Like, ah. Oh, you know, you got to make one more stop before it's over. Oh, where at? Indiana. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> It's the sins. Oh, he's ascended. 
Before Paul George got there, Indiana was like dead center, having the whitest team in the league. They they tried, like you know, this Ron Artest thing did not work out, <laughs> and we have to just get some good old boys in here. And it didn't, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't work out. Um, but yeah, so yeah, this Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving debacle situation, and then for us New Yorkers, us people that um, are fans of much maligned, much disrespected. Mm. One of my favorite players, step back jumpers, all day. Triple threats. Triple threat. Jab, step, jab, step, pull up. Oh, I didn't pass it. <laughs> I'm not gonna pass. Carmelo Anthony, he who was supposedly going to be traded many, many times this summer. I don't know. Working out with Houston, Ron Anderson, oh, you know, Blazers maybe. Decides to get rid of his trade clause. Maybe things with Lala are cool. He worked it out. It's like, no, I'm content. I can leave. You know, she's not gonna think that. I'm out here smashing hoes in Oklahoma City. <laughs> not as many. In the barn or whatever. In the barn. <laughs> so he opened his trade clause to include Oklahoma City. And now we have the newest big three. Russell Westbrook. Paul George. Paul George. Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony. Uh, the uh, uh, Andre Robertson. Andre Robertson. <laughs> Robertson. See, it's funny. I already forgot Chris Paul to the Rockets. Like, that's how long ago... <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. That happened, and now it's just irrelevant. The just, Western Conference, they should just they should just play the finals. Jimmy Butler to the friggin' T Wolves. T Wolves. It's like you have all, and we talk about parity in the NBA. It's just going, just completely out of hand. You just have like consolidation when everybody's on the same team, and it's like Anthony Davis and Boogie Cousins on the same team, and it's like, oh, well, okay, you know, that doesn't matter. So yeah. the writers have placed us in a position. Where we're going to finally get the Thunder, hopefully, versus the Warriors. Yes. And the snake. Kevin Durant. <sighs> Drama. Great writing. Great writing. Great writing. I Has this brought say. you back into the fold for this upcoming Emmy season? It, it's, it's, I'm still, you know, blissful, but uh, I watch. You're not getting league pass. I've already decided. No. No league pass. No league. NBA, take that. No KD. That's what KD did. All of these teams are really scrambling because of Kevin Durant and the Warriors. Exactly. The thing about what makes it bad, though, is that they, they're scrambling, and it's just making all these other teams just worse. It's just like, yeah, so now there's, uh, what, one great team and, like, four really good teams, and then <laughs> everyone else is just garbage. Right. And it's all, like, in this weird short-term bubble for, like, Maximum two year, two seasons. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're just gonna shoot the shot. <laughs> and then it'll kinda even back out. Exactly. You have a number of um younger teams that are not part of that. That on paper okay. Or that seem like the like the Bucks? Yeah. The Bucks. We have who else do we have? Uh the Raptors. Oh, the Raptors are just, are worse because they were like in, in normal times, they like <laughs> they've been like a solid like, oh, we're they're getting better, but now we'll it's just nothing. It's just we have a solid team, and that means nothing. Well, in the East, that might mean you're the number three seed. But um, yeah, it's like the rich get richer. There's just been this massive consolidation, as you were saying. So it is like I mean, it's, it's mirroring in the our economy. Like you know, there's, one, one percenters. <laughs> there's just a, a cap on the league right now, and to their credit, the, the GMs of these various teams, I'll give them a ton of credit for. Taking the swing, right? Like, fuck it, we're, we're going to try to compete. The, the Rockets are saying, okay, we got James Harden in the prime of his career. But that, but we're going to wait. Are we going to wait two, two or like three years? Washed, like, right. right. And then when the Warriors are done smacking everybody, like, no, like we, they have to try to compete. So when you do that, you have to make these extreme trades and put yourself in a position with the most talented players to, to, to win. So it's making it uh, interesting if you're a fan of one of these major teams. I don't know what you do if you're a Kings fan. <laughs> I mean, you have to be happy about, oh, the beginnings. Like, oh, well, you know, there's a lot of teams that I guess on the flip side are like, all right, this gives us no pressure. Just gonna not, get, not at all. We got no. a young team. We're just going to, you know, figure it out. If you end up in some sort of middling space, it's definitely kind of like, ugh. Like, yeah, if you're the Raptors, yeah. you're like, ugh. Yeah, this is, of all the times, like this era right now, it's probably the worst time to be a medium team, like the middling team, like Portland. 
Yeah, there's not that yeah. like we could be on the upswing. So next year could be our year. We get next piece. It's like no. NASA. <laughs> like oh, Durant is 28 years old. It's like you at least got like three years, and then y'all all gonna be washed too. So it just right. didn't. It didn't. You know, it didn't work out for you. <laughs> they were trying to get mellow. Portland was like I never knew. I like I knew that was never happening. Hey, they they, they could dream. Is a marijuana good for them for dreaming? But it just seemed very far fetched. Yeah. Uh, oh, you missed your boy though. My boy. Uh, what was it? Fall five times, get up. What was it? Fall seven times, get up eight. Oh, you know, m- one of my favorite people right now in, in the world. Who is yeah. that? Living his best life, flourishing. <laughs> this man is a flourisher. He once wrote a book on great fatherhood parenting and then impregnated a stripper. My guy. That wasn't like a lost chapter in the book. No, uh, no, that was afterwards. He's like did that, and he's like, "Oh, strippers, great." You should have appended that to the book. Like, so you know. Listen, sometimes, sometimes you get caught out there. <laughs> but if you can be like me and keep your woman, be you like, be like D Wade. <laughs> be like be like D Wade. So my guy, friend of the pod, future guest Dwayne Wade, um, bought his got his contract bought out with the Bulls. So boom, I'm a pocket that sixteen milli right quick. Boom. Ah, and decided you know what I liked winning a couple championships I liked how it was in old times and I just want to hang with my boy I just want to play 52 games <laughs> I said 62 <laughs> damn you do it I'm dropping it every time I want to play 41 home games <laughs> no road games because he don't want to be in Cleveland I want to play 41 road <laughs> games and not step one foot in Cleveland <laughs> He's from Chicago, right? Yeah, just like, just never just. Like he just like only does Midwest games, like Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> so he does do mad Cleveland games. So he might, was that 42? Oh, sh- he, telling you. Maybe he just does all Cleveland games. He just doesn't even leave. <laughs> and, the, and the two for, or four for, or eight? Dude, how many times they play division teams? Uh, three, two, three to four, depending on how it works. Right. Oh, I'm saying. So the rest of the games with uh, Milwaukee and, yeah. and the uh, Bulls. Yeah. And, you know, spending mad time on the, on the bench cackling. Like right. <laughs> just like <laughs> when when like uh, odd outfits, ankles out. Yeah, just you know floral blouses and shit. Right, like just going a little too hard to like damn. Like what are you? It's, it's Dwayne Wade show. has joined the Cleveland Cavaliers for an extra two point three. So you know you know what I had a twenty three million dollar contract, but I had to play with the trash bulls. Fine, I will I will lose that uh you know you know six six and a half mil. Fine, and it just makes me think of wow. This is the time we are in when you can think about stuff happening. Like, I remember being a kid, like, man, what would happen if, like, I could get Kobe and AI together? That would be. That was your voice? Yeah. That's a dope voice. Yeah, like, for a child. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, I'm a child. <laughs> but it's like, it's almost cartoonish. And I know if I'm Dan Gilbert and I'm paying all this luxury tax money, Jersey sales going up. Like I'm putting a ten percent excise tax on jersey sales because they sell it. I checked today because uh, because one of the homies was saying somehow they definitely have problems as a franchise, but they were saying the Cavs are cheap. So I was like, so I did my little quick tabulation, check basketballreference.com. Shout out, and uh, they're like forty million dollars over the cap. So that's like they're definitely not cheap. That's an eighty million dollar luxury tax. Luxury tax. And it's, when you think about it, considering luxury tax, they just came out with a report about the the teams that lost money or after the revenue sharing. Mm-hmm. And the Cavs are one of the teams, not one of the most successful teams. But they're making so much money that once the money has to go back to Sacramento and whatnot, mm-hmm. they become in the red. Right. So if you're Dan Gilbert, you're like, damn, I can miss luxury tax. I can get myself right back in the black easy because my books are already good. It's just, you know, the revenue sharing. Yeah. Uh, do I really want to do this? But he's like, no, what? cool. We're going to have LeBron James, D Rose. Now, this is the thing that I love about this. When we're talking about the writers, right? Yo, D Rose said he's back in MVP mode, by the way. Oh, did he? Yeah, he I, didn't watch, I didn't watch Media Daddy. He said he's he? like going back to beast mode. I'm in beast mode right now. Okay. Savage mode, my bad. As the least he has to think, the better for me. <laughs> I want him to be the most savage base level D Rose. Keep slashing D that he, that he can be. Got you know started the dreads. I see you got the dreads going. Like you know what? Shot Town Roots, man. Shot Town Roots. You know him and the, what all those people. What was my man? Chief Keep. <laughs> Chief Keep. The, the the producer. What was the producer made the piece? Ah, Young Chop. Young Chop. All <laughs> them out there. You know I don't know drill music. All that yeah. shit. <laughs> you got a, a slew of characters on this team. 
You have a lot of niggas on this team. Yeah, and they just expanded the rosters to include 20 players. Are you serious? Yeah. But, like, I think two of them had to be, like, D-League players. But still, 18. Like, rosters are only 15 prior. But the cap didn't go up to to accommodate. No, which is why I think the two players or something is that's part of that. I don't know. Do they have a minimum uh, roster size? I think it's still 15. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you could have below that prior. You could have, like, 13 and just keep – you can cook, like, prior to that, but not anymore. So – you're talking about LeBron James, greatest player of all time, blah, blah, blah. Not named Jordan. Maybe right. Kareem, how you feel? You got Henny God, J.R. Smith. Like, <laughs> where is the... You got Isaiah Thomas, bum hip. Is he coming back? We don't know. He's little. He's short. He has a chip on his shoulder. You got Tristan Thompson. I'm from Canada. I'm from Canada. From Canada. I'm Canadian. I'm fucking Khloe Kardashian. You got Kevin Love. I'm out of place. I'm the white guy. Oh. I'm a... He 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 um whose friend whose childhood friends with Isaiah Thomas Isaiah Thomas yeah you've got yeah you squad D Rose who once was beat a case. top top five <laughs> oh beat a rape case beat I was rape, I was going back to just was being the top five player yeah former MVP beat a rape case shot house fighters you got D Wade now joined this LeBron's buddy flourisher <laughs> renowned flourisher Kyle Korver greatest three point shooters of all time. And then you even got like more randoms like Channing Fry, Richard Jefferson. You got Richard Jefferson, Channing Fry. Still got Shump out there. Yeah, he was married to Tim Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> Just like <laughs> wild, ridiculous. Like, they signed someone else. They got um, Jay Crowder. Oh, no, yeah, no, but they signed someone though. Oh, Jeff Green. Yeah. Oh, he, he, I hope he doesn't play. Jeff Green, who survived an open heart surgery. Yeah. But <laughs> Was out the league, but like, yeah. <laughs> take a year off of this, like surviving an open heart surgery. He's also one of the most uh, just disappointing. Like, yeah, disappointing players. <laughs> Why are you six eight and athletic and just doing nothing? Why are you just randomly dropping forty on the on the Warriors or the Cavs? When was that last and season? You just gets eight. Yeah, like, what are you, what's, what's going on? And you know, two random foreign dudes. You got Seti Osman, who was lighting up FIBA. Oh, it's lit. Turkey and some big dude. Yeah, I don't know where he's from. He's from one of those places. He's Balkan, right? <laughs> yeah. Of some sort. I would imagine. Insanity, like on like star power story level on par with like the '96 Bulls, you know, Robin wild it out, all that kind of stuff. I need the uh, you know, what is it? What does the NFL do? Association. I, I need it. I need it with the Cavs mm. for my own entertainment value, especially considering that they still might get smoked. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. When you look at the end of the road, you still see this inevitability. <laughs> just it is inevitable. Stuff like the Matrix. So yeah, like some of my people were arguing, obviously incorrectly, that the Cavs are cheap, and for one that they're not, but for two, it's really they just haven't excelled at creating what like team management. But some of that, a lot of that, is out of their hands. For one, you got LeBron who always has the pressure to want to have a championship team, so you can't get and develop young talent or draft picks. And two, you just have the Warriors that. Probably have what the best put together team of all time, I would imagine. Like just on paper. Just yeah, the, and then like to not to get I too inside McGee shooting threes hate, and I shit. Hate, I hate that he's on that team. That's my biggest pet peeve about that <laughs> him on the team. Is that anybody could assign him yeah. and he's just like being seven three on that team. Some people do are some people do defensive signings like that. I've I've heard of teams doing that. Someone should have did it like from a jump. Right. But you're talking about a team that everyone felt like was the greatest team ever, added Four-time scoring champion, great player, and then even this offseason was like just getting like very Nick serviceable, Young. bit like Nick Young, Swaggy P. They got someone else who was pretty valuable. My man Caspi. Oh yeah, Armand Caspi. So you're, they're even adding players, so it does kind of feel like, oh man, like I don't know if it's gonna work Cavs. So there's enough to be entertained, but it does. I don't know. There's a, a deep sadness inside. Yeah, all the all of the intrigue will be in the Western Conference. Well, you're not the Celtic Cav drama is not enough for you on the East Coast. No, <laughs> our New York Knickerbockers aren't exciting for you. Brooklyn I don't even Nets. know who's on the roster. I mean, I'm buying that stock, but they need like two years. I'm with both teams actually. Like, I'm in, I'm I, nah. I sold all my Knicks stock years ago. Can I tell you this though? What I fuck with Ennis Kenner hard. Why? Cause he gets buckets. And he, he, gets, and he plays no defense. He does play defense, he, but, but he has bad position. But no, it's just that like. You get roasted by the Warriors, and then it's just like, oh, now you don't play defense. That's <laughs> valid as well. But 
that's the thing. Everybody projects to the top end of the of the league. So if you don't have a player that can play, that that's the barometer, right? If you don't have a player that can play in the finals. And that matter when you're in the Thunder, matter. like, because you feel like, oh, you know, yeah. but now, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, <laughs> he's 25, he's young, he's a good player, and he, he fits with KP inside, outside, big men. Hmm. Like, okay, maybe it'll work out. Knicks, my guy, Tim Hardaway Jr., my guy. And then Nets. Traded him, got him back. Yes. I willed that in my mind. <laughs> that was a very Knicks thing. I was so that. mad, like, when he got traded, I was like, bring him back. Bring him back. And Dolan heard my mind message. He heard it. Steve Mills, all those guys. Steve Mills. So I don't know. Mello is is gone, and I wept. But it's a, it's good for him. Good change, hope. Like maybe like he like he'll have joined Obama. Because like you know, this, his eyes like just the soul like the sadness, all the sad memes he had. You know, he's put his head down on the bench. <laughs> no, he 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 has left with a lot of goodwill. I would say I don't know anybody from the city that doesn't want to see him succeed because pretty much everybody understands how terrible the situation and management is with the Knicks. So he has, he has like, you know, like what, what was that from Jack Monzie? The spirit bomb. He's holding it. He has, everyone's giving the energy. All the Knicks fans in New York have thrown it over there. So, and especially double down with like the anti-warrior sentiment. So there's a lot of power being <laughs> sent over there for the Oklahoma City Thunder. They'll make some noise, but it's for all of these, very good teams that have been put together. I'm just trying to see if they have this shooting and defense to compete with the Warriors. I like think over seven games. I think personally that the only team that actually could do it is the Thunder. When I think about like how they're built together, the Spurs have continuity, but they they get beat by that talent. They, they just have yeah, talent starts to like get yeah. They don't have the, them. they don't have the superstar talent to do that. They, I mean, Kawhi Leonard on his on his best day is going to put up. You know, a very good thirty-five points. You're like, damn, okay, those are was solid thirty-five. But yeah. like, he's not Durant that just he's not score explode for thirty-five yeah. every time. Like, yeah. easy. he's not putting up forty-seven. Not and doing that. Then you have Houston, who will never ever be good. And can D'Antoni cannot because he has no philosophy. So you just <laughs> all right, we're just gonna push, and then you start to do the same thing every time, and then you just get beat by teams that plan, and it just never works. We gotta see how that turns out. I mean, it was already very the system was already very good with um, Harden. But we'll see what with with, uh, with, with uh, Chris Paul running the engine. I'm not. I'm not it, that'll just be an interesting because they did. They sure. try to just like outshoot everyone, and it just it just does not work eventually. And, and they're also like one or two players short now. Exactly, it like, sucks. Yeah, but, yeah, one or two like good players short. Yeah, they don't they don't really have it right now. Um, and because they gutted the team to get Chris Paul, so um, they'll still be good. You know, they're still going to be a top team, but. The Warriors, but, the but they are still a little, they still they're still a little deep though if you think about it because they picked up a lot of guys, random like PJ Tucker they picked up like someone they else did. random they they did but nah, I'm not seeing not. it I'm not seeing it who who's on the OKC bench so this is why I think I'm really feeling them just because you're talking about your starting lineup Melo Adams PG Westbrook and Roberson but mm. on the bench you got Patrick Patterson solid. Four that could shoot. You got Jeremy Grant, who is one of my favorite type of players. I'm six nine, and I can just run around and jump. I was about to say, not good at anything, like, but just like run around and just like be six nine and like yeah. maybe good dunk that dunk dunked on Durant. Yeah, you you need to have <laughs> that Durant guy. just abused him. Like, but saying. you got to have that guy that could just like run around. Like right. that helps get loose balls. You got Abrinus shooter, solid, yeah. but he was but he's solid enough. He played. He, he knows he's doing. He played during the regular season. Yeah, big pickup, underrated pickup. Former Nick, former gun charge. Ray Felton? Ray Felton. <laughs> <laughs> what possession, right? For just, if you watch any Thunder games or if you watch the playoffs and you watch Samaj Christian, mm. who is by far the worst backup point guard I've seen in a long time, be terrified and just sort of like pound uh, the ball and pass. Uh, I'm passing to the wing. I well, get it back. Did his pops just want to name his son like James backwards? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you picked up on that. Okay. Just he's like, yeah, backwards James. God awful. The only the only time that worked was with uh, No Mar Garcia Parra. That's it. Oh, what he what he? His pop's name is Ramon. No Yo, Mar. that just just <laughs> mind blown. Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> no Mark. Like just wow. That's that's what that was. Yeah, it's in there. I I've got it. Yeah. So you're talking about guys that are like solid NBA players, and when you have Melo PG and Westbrook, somebody can always play at the bench. 
So your situation where let's stack in a minute, yeah. You, you're not you're not worried about going to the bench and the team falling apart or Sean Livingston immediately posting up your point guard and just shooting fadeaway jumper. So I think defensively, that's the only team that can challenge him because of Steven Adams. Because no one they have is going to stop him down there with spacing. Last year when you got Steven Robertson and, I don't know, Oladipo on the wings and nobody's yeah. guarding him. But Steven Adams will dunk on your ass. He's big. So who are their shooters? Mello and PG? Yeah, and Abrinas. Yeah, but um, with their crunch time lineup, like the, the yeah, eight minutes left yeah. in fourth quarter. Yeah, Mellow PG. Mellow PG. Or you could take a, you could take Roberson out because I think he should never play beyond two minutes <laughs> ever again. He has definitely proven himself to be a major liability when it matters. Ridiculous liability. So I think that's fine, especially when you're talking about defensively, because that's where they were two years ago now, beating the Warriors with defensively. So I'm throwing my hat in my ring. My hat in the ring is with the Thunder. They have definitely have the star power to compete. So it'll be interesting. It's only one ball, though. So the, those type of teams, even with the, the, the them, them, even the new Cavs, the new Celtics, and the Rockets, they're going to – they'll probably be good from the start, but they'll have to go through some growing pains to definitely. Uh, figure out how the flow will be and who dominates the ball, who doesn't. And, you know, everybody likes Hoodie and, and or Olympic Mellow. Um I don't think Melo played off the ball, so I guess I think Melo will be yeah. more than fine just because of just his like his spirit being happy. Like, oh, you know, I'm not in, I'm not in New York. The air is so much better in Oklahoma. It's like it's free. I'm just shooting jumpers. Like, not quiet. And Russ goes to the bench. I just post up at the block. No one cares. I'm posting up at the block or the elbow. Like, mm-hmm. I can just do it. We're winning, so it's okay. They should start Georgia at the two. Uh, mm, I disagree. And then what? Who's at the three? Robinson. I'm just saying, like okay, that, that, that doesn't really. It matter. don't really matter. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't really matter. I like, yeah. But can we give Melo some more positive energy, some good chakras? Mellow, take the energy, Mellow. I was happy for him. Can, oh, do we even have to comment on the marbles that the OKC sent back for? I mean, to the Knicks. I told you I like Edis Gadget. But I mean, I was talking about the the pick and uh, McDermott. I have faith in McDermott, but he's just not athletic enough to get up and down the court. No, no. But, like, I mean, maybe he'll get in a situation where he can just spot up and he's making enough buckets that he's got value. But, yeah, he doesn't have that athleticism. If the other homie in, in Philly was able to kind of reinvigorate his career, then McBuckets can get there. Who? Your boy. Uh, white dude. Stauskas? Stauskas. Is his career reinvigorated? He could, he the, plays team was just, the team was just trash, so it didn't matter what he did. That's what I'm talking about, though. Next is going to be trash. <laughs> so, like, so, yeah, he could just get oh, some, she's some positive press. Yeah, he's he's white good. in New York, so he makes like a, like he gets like a good 18-point people. Yo, McDermott, he's a great player. You got the Steve Novak treatment. You yeah, there's going to be some type of viral New York thing that happens. It's the McBucket saga, Knicks tape. Definitely. They're going to win like three games in a row. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, man. Positivity. It's definitely going to happen. Hey, man, in the East, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Next right. playoff run. Anything is possible. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, what's up with Mello? Mello, you know, is following the, the steps of my guy from the, was it the Texans, JJ Watt, set up in you caring, which mm-hmm. I didn't know existed. So shout out to whoever was like the CEO of you caring to like, <laughs> you know, bumping out of uh, what is it, kickstart all these other sort of fundraising things, GoFundMe, and mm-hmm. doing it for the the charity side. But he set up a uh, you caring for Puerto Rico in the midst of this this hurricane. Irma tragedy because people, you know, six months they talk about six to four to six months without power. It's pretty so that's a long fucking time. So. It's what I like to call apocalyptic in a first world sense, yes, yes, developed world sense, yeah, yes, because you're talking about what's gonna happen now among people. Okay, you don't have power, you know, that's that does suck and it's bad for your life, and just people that are like dependent on that, like medically, that people are starting to die and things like that, and it's sad. But it's also the social criminal cost of people who don't care about that and just start taking advantage, and that's where it gets to be scary. Yeah, that's when it develops into entropy. But the, it, they basically established martial law, from my understanding. So yeah, from I mean, six p.m. to six a.m., you can't be out unless you are authorized. Which I mean, I mean you got to do something like that. You don't want like <laughs> you know, roving gangs and shit developing. Okay, can we acknowledge Puerto Rico is legit part of the U.S.? That's just the basic like. 
Florida, Florida South, Florida, yeah, like South Florida, like that. It could be renamed South Florida, and you wouldn't. And, and buy, to keep it, keep it hundred. I was just there in May. Yeah, me too. That's and, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I went and, to San Juan, and, and it definitely is just Florida. Like, yeah, it's like oh shit. <laughs> you, you go for like the trip and like oh this is Florida. Like yeah. my hype is going. If you if you were <laughs> legit knocked out, and somebody put you on a flight, and then you just woke up in San Juan, you would look around like oh I'm at some some Florida beach beach town, definitely like, like Miami Beach or something. Pretty much. So to think that even that area where you could tell it's a lot of money invested there, and there are middle middle class, upper class, upper class people there, people with nice homes, nice beachfront properties, like that shit is without power. It's crazy. And I don't want to, you know, dedicate too much attention to just San Juan, but across that country, it's a it's a developed country. It's a well, it's U.S. territories. Yeah, and Hurricane Maria, my bad. There's so many hurricanes lately. Yeah, Maria, my bad. Yeah, Irma was other. It's definitely getting crazy. Yeah, so I guess the, the 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 issue now is it's not getting the appropriate attention. But it seems like the tides have been turned a little bit over the past day, couple days. It's definitely, especially with Trump saying, you know, oh, well, they got that debt, though. Like, Yeah, <laughs> like, he just spouted. I mean, we, we, we've gone through this a thousand times. We're probably going to go through another thousand. He just, it's terrible sound. And the fuck, and you got mad debt <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> for real. Like, yeah, you probably got more, about some debt. He like, probably has more debt than, than Puerto Rico. Seriously, yeah, low key. Like, yeah. Um, actually, I don't. Know. I actually am familiar with the debt situation. It's a bit more than that, but I mean that it's definitely an entirety U.S. territory as opposed to I guess three million people and the government apparatus compared to one person in their business. So valid as well. So they need and. Deserve, you know, help from from the larger country. And outside of Trump, the community, people, I guess, outside of what, New York City and Florida? Right. Yeah. <laughs> the Bronx. <laughs> yeah. Florida, yeah. That is aware about Puerto Rico and Puerto Ricans and their I guess, citizenship status, that they are Americans. Right. And then they you know, would like and need our help. Yeah, like you can legit go there. Maybe not right now because the airport is shut down, but you don't even have to show show your passport yeah just you know you can just go yeah like, you you know, just, it's fine you just go eat mad plantains you can just go like my phone roll. yeah all that good stuff and they need our help and it's funny i guess the political shift on this happening because like you said some people are starting to write more articles people are being more vocal and hopefully that'll get things on deck my friend friend of the pod future guest and resurgent public figure big hilly big hilly style um you know trying to press trump on twitter a little bit talking about sending navy support which they should have been doing or are, are, are on to think about this type of neglect is just astonishing. And it's weird because it makes me think like, and not even to talk about Ennis Cantor or like different governments, like people pulling on the strings of the government, like how hard would it be to like set up a proxy government? <laughs> like this is ridiculous. What do you mean? <laughs> like if, you know, everybody in these government apparatus was like, you know, Barack and Hillary, they have a press conference, man, photographers, they get up on the podium and go, members of the U.S. government. <laughs> oh, my God. If you are listening to our voices right now and you wish to pledge allegiance to us, <laughs> we need you to do this act now. We need you to send this to Puerto Rico. We need you to, I don't know, members of the military to take the codes away from Donald Trump. Oh, God. Right now. Do it. Could people just like turn and just go, all right? Because you know, in these times of war and crazy things, these things happen like in like military coups in third world countries. Yeah, yeah, the military they go, all right, we're fucking with you now, and then like right, the yeah. whole tide of the thing turns. They they run the guy out the palace and shoot him in the street. Right, beat him down. Yeah, like yeah, it's come pretty on. bad. Come on, Obama. I mean, the closest thing we have are states. So states have and they're quite a it. bit of autonomy. And from my understanding, they're um, starting to mobilize and help out. Uh, either just sending. Supplies or resources or even uh, volunteer. Well, not volunteers, but uh, uh, rescue workers and right. and whatnot. So, um, the, yeah, I've tried to do my part. Yeah, but the Navy sending apparently now um, Homeland Security ships, thirteen ships off to Puerto Rico to you know provide mil- like military order and also like hospital services. Yeah. So, what are you? What would you be doing? Oh, if, if if Maria just hit your little so my, check, so my my roof is just torn off and shit. The chickens escaped, and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like who's who's with me? Like what's the situation? Am I lone? Am I lone wolf? But I can just like sort of walk out. I gotta walk out into like the road, you know, 
Yeah, let's make it interesting. Yeah. Okay, all right. It's like, like I am legend type of situation. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'll have to make some choices. <laughs> it's like picking my cutlass and shit. Like, all right, man. It's getting real out here. But I guess I have things. I'm going to try to, like, first, you know, if things don't get too crazy. You know, you reach out to the greater community. Let's see if we can pull resources. You know, somebody's near me. Let's see what we can do. Or, you know, I don't know, maybe become one with the wild. Like, I've always thought about what that would be like. You're going to go to El Junque? And that's the thing. And that's the thing. Like, those scenarios always, they always seem like they would be in the woods to me. But, like, in the jungle, that's a different beast. Like, it's, it's wild yeah. parasites and shit. Yeah, yeah, I ain't going to El Junque. And there's not really, like, the, you know, support. Maybe a wild pig, maybe. I don't know what else is really. Boars and shit. Yeah, I don't know what is out there that really Jaguars? Gets, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's Jaguars in Puerto Rico. I don't know. But Jaguars. I don't really know if it's, like, enough to actually support people out in the jungle. Like, no, you but can't eat tree frogs, you'll die. That's our point, though. That Puerto Rico is, is a legit built-up country, right? It's not everything is not as super plush and nice, but you know, even in the rural parts, like they, they're legit. Is legit shack houses and shit. So they're communities. Um, out in the compo. So people would, I mean, if, yeah, I, I would try to meet up with people, try to get some radio signal, um, pray. <laughs> nah, uh, uh, yeah, I guess what you gotta start with eating your dog. I mean, listen, like <laughs> dog. I just watched this movie, No Escape, Owen Wilson plug. It's on Netflix. Oh, and uh, you know they get caught out in like some kind of Southeast Asian country and become political like outcasts with like some kind of coup, mm-hmm. and they're getting chased by these people, and they end up on the roof, and he's yes. feeding the kids can chow chicken, and they turn around and they go. Damn, can't y'all chicken? Guy tastes like dog. <laughs> the kids say that? No, but like the the owner was like telling the guys like this guy tastes like dog. How does he know what dog tastes like? I don't know. Was it a joke? I, I don't. You know, I don't know. I don't know about all that. Back was story. a movie a comedy? No, it's definitely like a serious drama. Oh, wasn't that serious? It's serious like an action comedies? action movie. It was pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay, but he's like, you know, listen, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> so we just gotta do. What we gotta do. So if I had a dog, I you know, I don't know. I have to go. You might, you know, it gets serious. So me and you. we don't want to make light of the situation, but nah, nah, nah. it's real out there for people. And, my, and the thing that I always pay attention to when they talk about power, people go, oh, well, they'll figure it out. It's like people are on respirators. People are in like hospital situations. Or, yeah. And that's where the last, all these old folks home, and that's where the loss of life usually happens in any kind of major hurricane situation. Yeah, there's this simmering scandal brewing in Florida. Um, as I say, you may, you may know. Um, Rick Scott, the governor, uh, the right. person gave out his number to basically everyone in the state. He, Known snake, Medicaid scandal, having Yeah, Scott. he sent a, a executive order for them never, never to mention climate change. <laughs> Just in ridiculous. In their documentation. Marxism. Whatever. He may be, in, other, in all other means, he may be a great guy, but, but from what but, we just said. But from not, what he's done, good. he's bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gave out his number, and these people from this nursing home were, started blowing his phone up, saying, we don't have power um is getting hot in here and is going to become a you know like a, right. a, a emergency scenario and five people wound up dying in a nursing home so uh, that's when the people that ran it were saying yeah we we called the governor and he didn't respond to the calls and they have a bit of documentation to it i don't know what the latest uh of that story is but that goes to show you just like you said you know a lot of people just with the way society is built up today, are very dependent on the power grid. So the power grid goes out. You think if you're in this building right now, I mean, I guess you have a little window, but that only cracks only so much. Usually you turn on the AC or you heat your food up. Um, you you probably have an electric right. stove because it's more efficient than gas in a lot of means. I mean, I do. So, yeah, being without power for a substantial amount of time, be that months I couldn't even imagine at this point so when you're thinking about that you're talking about the hospital ship thing there's only two apparently in the whole military two hospitals two hospital ships so there's thousand beds twelve operating rooms flight deck for like getting helicoptering people in and stuff like that so the US military had the capability of doing this but we talk about a lot with this whole Trump situation it's like the the cogs and the wheels are just not where they need to be, especially for something like this, and especially for something that this constituent group wouldn't deem to be a priority, that they wouldn't even know. Tell about a bunch of Hispanic people? Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, Latino. we had to go down to Puerto Rico. Okay, we're doing it. 
<laughs> like, yeah. like what? Like this is like a major issue. So we're talking about the th- the twenty, I guess, twenty seventeen, twelve year later, r- Katrina reaction again. But now the black people did you twelve years ago. Look at the Latins. So they need what, like Jennifer Lopez to come out and say? I mean, Donald Trump does not care about Puerto Ricans. Well, I don't know about that. Considering that, uh, I think Mark Anthony actually did say that. He's like something like that. He says something yeah. like talk shit about NFL. <laughs> yeah, I <think> I saw. <laughs> yeah, these dudes on the telethon. Telethons may not be as hot as they used to be though. Yeah, that's, that's, isn't that a dated like niggas got Twitter? What happened? Because when we talked about the first, what was it? okay? Maria Irma Harvey, right? Mm-hmm. And they just said they were gonna have a telethon, right, for that. And oh, I'm like, it? that ha- yeah, like that happened. Did it? It's just like wow, the 2000s was definitely a different. That's a different beast. I guess I want to say the iPhone was the beginning of it, but it's just like wow, like that was a telethon. People watched it and I guess gave the, money. Yeah, call them. Yeah, that method isn't even viable at this point. So it's crazy. But you know, pray for Puerto Rico. Send things. You know, shout out to Melo. Shout out to all the people that are helping. People that are doing things. I guess the military finally getting on it. Help people. It's good. Don't wonder if they know their citizens first or they're like all these other things that don't matter. They, Help the rest of the Caribbean. They, they right? owe you, you money. Know, Barbuda is still, you know, <laughs> destroyed right. all these places. U.S. So, Virgin Islands. Which is America again. Yeah. So please look out. DJ, we're an hour into the pod. Can we light it up? Light it up? Super hot takes. You ready? Sick burns. <laughs> sick, sick burns, man. <laughs> Fat Kanye. Fat Kanye. About back oh the, the the latest version of it <laughs> the latest the update oh this is you, uh, th- this is the interim stage okay We're waiting on the next phase for Majin Kanye <laughs> <laughs> is uh, the album gonna uh, be fire that was gonna be fire okay mad punch mad punchlines <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for it because I mean when I saw Fat Kanye I was like man you've been out of the spotlight. For six to seven months, and things got out of hand. I don't know what it is. Maybe he's content. Maybe this is a happy Kanye. Yeah, he actually looks like a forty-year-old man. Is that what it is? He's happy. Going through like he's, a, he's eating. Uh, actually, yeah. He's uh, apparently he's not really in a crisis. So maybe he's just like a four-year, forty-year-old man. Maybe he just like doesn't care. Eating a few too many Twinkies. Like know. just like eating wild, just steak and <laughs> just good food. And like, I'm rich now. I don't care. I'm gonna eat steak and I do anything. Maybe he's happy with that. Hey, man. Once it goes, it goes quick. That's Especially at 40. Like, yeah, I'm going to turn that, that boat that, back around. <laughs> yeah, that, that metabolism switch flips, flips fast. Must definitely. <laughs> Tom Price, private jets. Ball again. <laughs> <laughs> Embezzlement, corruption. <laughs> it's the freshest thing to do. I mean, Mnuchin was like, listen, I'm taking my wife. I'm getting married. I'm doing that. Tom Price was like, you know what? I'm gonna just hang out my son. I'm just gonna go down the street on a jet. Yeah, that's what he didn't. He have to like go like up to like Philly or something like yeah, like a took, two hour drive. Yeah, he took like a, like a eighteen thousand dollar flight from DC to Philly. I'm thinking about when we get the I guess retrospective, you know, uh, History Channel documentary about this terrible time. This American terrible politics, time, yeah. and they they foot the bill like Ivanka's sending private emails. Oh, she's like getting a little in, you know endorsements. All these things, this ridiculousness. What's gonna be the tally? The cost of it all is Trump gonna actually pay back his debt through endorsements. And- <laughs> Come on, man. You know his history. <laughs> oh, man, it's really- right. it's I, mean, surprising- I mean, get his bets paid back through all this like shady stuff. It's not surprising that it's Tom Price. This is also the guy that somehow. Uh, evaded the controversy associated with him basically doing insider trading <laughs> yeah, he was on a, medical stocks. Yeah, and, <laughs> and he's a doctor and representative from from Georgia. It's ridiculous. Suburban crap. Georgia too. Come on, y'all. Right I, Island, I gotta get it together. Atlanta. Yeah, Let's get it together. It's a mess. Netflix coming to your latest flight, DJ. What's up with that? It's lit. It's lit. I think when you fly, how do you deal with your entertainment? Because when I fly, I cannot sleep. I'm mm. not a sleeper. So the entertainment matters a lot to me. So JetBlue, Virgin, I'm always high on them. JetBlue, fire. Because they, they will hook your entertainment up. So I don't know who Netflix is making this deal with. But if they can get it on the plane, I'm with it. I'm with it. I, I play the games. I will play those terrible. like play the play, Blackjack and Tic Tac Toe. Blackjack. It's like, okay, I'm going to podcast. <laughs> Blackjack. Travel issues. Oh, learn the language. I try to dabble in the variety of things. So I watch a movie, fall asleep, wake up, read something, 
fall asleep, wake up, let's do a podcast, then then do one of those games. That's the best combo. Definitely. You know what the best in-flight entertainment? What? Free wine. <laughs> well, which airline they get free wine? Oh, I mean, it's international flights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not mm. not lit enough for those. Domestic, I'll save my $6 or whatever. <laughs> like overpriced beer sip, of, sip of beer. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Another pod is golden. Oh, man. Got any other news and notes for the people? I had some, but truthfully, listeners, I lost the link, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you want to reach out to DJ, he'll give you the link when you find it. Hopefully, I'll find it. It's up on Facebook, uh, Twitter Bottle, Twitter Twitter Bottle. Also, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes Podcast app. You can go to Brick Free Speech Radio, Brooklyn Free Speech Radio at Brick. So if you locals want to mess with us, you know, we're trying to do big things. We're making changes. We're growing. And we're putting out more fire each week. So keep listening. More flames coming. Indeed. So for DJ, I'm Brandon. 